Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. How are you? I am confused. (laughs) Confused is a really good word. I don't know. I feel like we're all just trying to process this man. I feel like that's totally true. What's so strange is like two weeks ago was March 9th, I believe. And like my childhood friend had a birthday. I was like wishing her happy birthday. Like I know the coronavirus was around. I went to PD like in Flushing, like, in the hub of, like, you know, a very busy Queens town and, like, not thinking anything of it and, and like, fast forward two weeks and, like, shit hit the fan. And so we went through, like, a thousand changes since then. The hospital my sister works in has, like, over a hundred confirmed cases and that went up from, like, 30 a few days ago. It's nuts. It's very rapidly changing and rapidly getting scarier and scarier. Yeah, it is rapidly changing. Things are changing. I mean, we're recording this on Friday the 20th, and it's going to go live on Monday, whatever math 23rd. 23rd. Thank you. There we go. The first day I'll be remote teaching. Which is also something we're going to talk about. Right. (laughs) But hold on. Time out. The real reason we're here. Yeah. Welcome to season six of Crafty Ass Female. Season six. (laughs) That's nuts. Like, also, like, let's talk about happy nuts. This is nuts. Yeah. Crazy. Six seasons of the show. Yeah. And, like, I mean. Our seasons are two literal seasons long. Like, half a year. Yeah. So, like, this is a big deal. It's very exciting. Like, but everything that's so exciting has been, I haven't been able to feel the full extent of excitement. So, like, I am excited, and that's living in there, but there's so much going on for me to, like, pull it out. But this, it's still happening, right? We still show up. We still do our best in the moment. Season six. And the other thing, 500,000 downloads, half a million Half of a million people have listened to the show. So think by the time we get to season 10, it should be a million. Oh, it'll be like way more than that. Right. If not sooner. Because like the cool thing is that people find the show, like people found Amber's episode and Mm -hmm. then went and listened to a whole bunch of the back episodes. Yay. And it's so awesome to have built this show, have built this community. And now we are on season six. And again... This thing that we happen to do, where we just throw out themes and are like, let's do this theme, or (laughs) let's maybe have this word. Right. And then it's like, oh, okay, that (laughs) just happened to be the one we needed. So, season six of Crafty Ass Female is the season of resilience. Mm. And man, are we going to need this. Ah. What a word. Right? We we are going to need some 
I want to say a lot of curse words here. You're going to need some <laughs> MF resilience. Yeah. The dictionary defines it specifically as the power or ability to return to the original form, position, etc. after being bent, compressed, or stretched. And they kind of say it as like elasticity. And then... <laughs> Or like resilient, and then like, uh, or ability to recover readily from illness, depression, adversity, or the like. And they call it buoyancy. So like textbook definition, it's pretty spot on, but it could mean a hundred other things too. Yeah, no, we're going to get, we're really going to get into it. This, this, and it's going to be our spring and summer. And so like, normally we are spring and summer ladies. Yeah. That is our time. Yeah. It's not everybody's time, but it is our time. We are, you know, spring and summer girls. Yeah, you know, the transition out of winter hell into brighter, longer days, literally. We get to grow our stuff. Right. We get to go outside. We get to do the pool. Get to break from, yeah, pool, break from work. It's like Awesome Ladies Live. Oh, God, we can go on and on. Right, Fourth of July. Favorite holiday of all time. I know. Right. And, like, now we have this theme that is about coming back to yourself. Right. And man, we're going to need this. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. We had our first interview, which is coming next week. We already recorded that in this season's theme, our first interview in this season's theme. So I can totally hear that siren and I'm wondering how many times are we going to hear the siren in Oh, that'll be a fun game. So guys, start a notebook and do little tally marks. How many times do you hear a siren? So many. And it'll all be coming from my end. Because... Oh, yeah. No, you're not going to hear sirens on my end. You might I hear mean, chipmunks knocking on your window. But for I know. me, it's Haven't siren. you seen the chip? Chip has been so adorable lately. He just makes me so happy. It just He knows it's... you need him somehow. He... We've, we've bonded a little bit more, I think, <laughs> over this past winter. So, yeah. 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 So we had our first interview within this season's theme, and I love how she kind of described resilience, which is like keeping going through the adversity, I guess. Like, you know, the resilience of steadfastness. I feel like that word is attached. Yes, like like um, I've seen a lot of people talk about how they're going on walks outside, mm-hmm. and then you know somebody is walking you know towards them, and you need to give yourself the six feet. Then you get back on the path. Mm-hmm. That's resilience, right? I agree. You, you need to step out of the way. You need to give yourself that six feet for the moment, but then you can get right back on your path. You know, it, just because you got pushed onto the grass for a few minutes. For safety, doesn't mean that you don't get to get back on the sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah. I've been noticing a lot, because like my one little word is home. So in that vein, there's so many ways that that word is like blaring in my life. I have to stay home now to teach a classroom full of 23 students. It's Oh my God. We we honestly and truly do not know how it's going to actually work. But that doesn't matter. We have to be resilient and we have to try our best with it every day, starting Monday, starting when this is airing. So resilience and home 
totally. The past, this last week when teachers didn't have to go in and they told us stay home, I mean, students have to go in, but the teachers went in. We were so resilient in coming up with the best we can way to attack this coming week, right? So like it was really inspiring and amazing to see. And that's not only with teachers and my world and my coworkers, like it's been happening all over the place, like with businesses, like giving free things and people to, you know, have classes at home. Like, so my gym actually, I went in because I, I had to switch something with the payment and heard like a class going on. I was like, oh, but what I found that it was is they was they were live streaming. So now my gym, because I'm a member, I can go on their private Facebook and every day there'll be a, a class for me to do from home. And that was something like, because I've been feeling myself and I talked about home in that one little episode. It's like my body is my home and I've been feeling my body as my home reacting to this. Like I've been just carb loading and like like my eating habits have been totally affected by this like I've been eating all my feelings just like okay I don't know how to do this nom 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 like, like it's so blatant like I've been so aware of it like every time I'm worried nom 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 or uh, I watch the news nom 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 like I've been eating through all of it it's like my, my body's like, you know how to eat. Let's do something you know how to do because everything else is so foreign. So I'm going to nip it in the bud. Today's the day I said to myself, I started my food log. So I could talk a little bit about how I'm being resilient through like these little plans I plan to implement. But how have you been doing with that? Oh, I love that you just talked about that. I think that's <laughs> fantastic. It's what's been happening. So strange. Cool. Okay. Let's talk about, I have been, I've been the person that has been telling everybody to do everything a little bit before, Mm -hmm. and it's been really helpful. Mm -hmm. I made sure to tell my mom to do all of her food shopping well before, and then I didn't have to worry about her going grocery shopping when everyone else is going grocery shopping. I'm the person who's like, Anytime anyone is like, I'm going to go to the store and get something. I'm like, hey, do you think that maybe you could do an online order instead? So I've been that person. Right. And for a while, that was my coping technique of being like, I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm doing good. Mm -hmm. And that was good for a while. Meaning like you felt you were on top of it. You're like, okay, this is happening, but I'm going to be on top of it and I'm going to be Problem solver number one. Yep. Right, okay. That's who I am. Exactly. Yeah. Attack the problem. Right. And that worked for a good while. And then on Tuesday, this past week, I did a shit job of taking care of myself. I forgot to drink my water. I... Did, I don't know if I had lunch or if I, like, had, like, Cheez-Its for lunch. and <laughs> Which is not lunch. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know if I, cl- like, completely skipped lunch or just had, like, crackers. Exactly. Right. And then I, by the time I was making dinner, which I was lethargically making because I didn't have enough water or food right it was getting very warm and also now but by the time you know when i'm feeling extra warm i'm like okay yeah now am i feeling warm or do i have a fever (laughs) 
And I've been telling myself I'm fine the entire time. And I'm making dinner, so I'm, like, starving. I have a complete anxiety attack. Break down, cry for an hour. Mm -hmm. About nothing and everything. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was, like, on Instagram Wednesday morning. Mm -hmm. I showed up with my face, like, swollen. Just, like, my eyes looked like, honestly, like, I got stung by, like, a bunch of bees. And, like, a lot of bees. Yeah. And I was like, hey, so yeah, let's start talking about how we need to sleep, we need to breathe, we need to drink water. Yeah. Because if we're not doing those things, we're just, you know, we're shit out of luck from the beginning. Yeah, that's how I feel. I've noticed as, you know, changes were being made so rapidly, as, as my whole entire daily routine was getting turned upside down on its head. And I know, you know, my guy Tom, I know Jeff for you, they're going through their set of shit. So like, even though we feel t- like relatively in control and, you know, we read Elise's book and we know how to make a list of at least three things, like, you know, our partners are in chaos and don't necessarily have the same skill set. So I'm also there trying to soothe their, his scenario. But as the changes and all these new things started happening, my body was, was defaulting to like old bad habits and things that they were familiar with or just like food in my mouth, like just to be the most literal. And I really like, I like, checked into myself and was like, there is the reason this is ha- like I was able to flesh out the reason it's it was happening. And now, like starting today, I have like a whole bunch of things in place for myself. So I'm going to make sure I do the workout from my gym at least once a day. Right. In the morning before I either touch base with the students or whatever. I have my food journal open. So just and I'm not even going to diet like I just want to make sure I'm logging so I can assess what I ate. So that's. You know, I'm not going crazy. I just have it open and whatever. I'm going to make sure my space isn't cluttered. I'm going to have like my, like I've already been setting up like this is what you have to do every day. The gym, log your food, like keep track of it. So I'm trying because I know these at least next two weeks, right? Let's, we can't predict any more than even maybe a day, but it's like, let's say two weeks is going to be really locked down at home, like new schedule, like it, they could either be really destructive, like you were saying, and and all over the place, or I could do little things to try and be more in control of it. Right. And and you only have to do a couple of little things. You don't have yeah. to, like you were saying, like we were talking earlier before we got on the show, you were telling me a little bit about how they were trying to make a very regimented school day. Which right. is probably not going to happen, you know, for every single kid at home to, you know, be sitting in front of the school tablet, school computer, school whatever, from 8 to 3 yeah. every single day. And, you know, you don't have to do that for yourself. Exactly. You know, you don't have to say, I'm going to wake up at 6.30 and then plan out my entire day from 6.30 until whenever you go to sleep. But, you know, saying, I'm going to do the workout. I'm going to write down my food. I'm going to make sure I drink my water. And, like, if you do those things and get some sleep, that's enough to, like, you know, you have those pillars that whatever else you do in between is enough. 
Right. I agree. And we talk about this in terms of that. We talk about what I'm about to say next in the interview next week. So you'll hear it again. But what's happening, I think, is that the changes are happening so quickly that literally everyone, because we're all human and we all react the same way, like everyone is not processing what it really means and they're reacting to things the way they would as if business as usual. So like even in terms of the teaching, like we're at home trying to do this virtual remote learning, whatever you're doing, and it's brand new. Yet the DOE and the people in charge are acting as though it's business as usual, like we should have a full day. Like we're showing them and we're producing paperwork that shows a full day. But these kids like won't be able to process a full day with this in this new format. So like we're expected to have a full day of school, like you're not off, blah, blah, blah. But the world is in a state of disarray. Like when that's the reality, it takes a little while to process that and that things won't be business as usual. The school day will not be eight to three people, yet we're supposed to produce and log and show evidence you know, that it's still happening. But I think that's an unrealistic expectation. To me, if the kids are just, you know, doing a couple assignments a day, like getting used to the format, logging on, showing me their work somehow, like that's it. That's all I'm calling for. It's a very low expectation. And it's it's like not logical to expect much more, I think. And that doesn't just go for teaching. I think any type of working at home business like it's new and it's different and people are in a state of shock and confusion and you shouldn't expect the same results because of that that's absolutely correct yeah and furthermore when you go from working in an office to working at home you realize how much wasted time there is Working in an office Correct. versus working at home, I feel which that. is the same thing at school. There's mm-hmm. a lot of wasted time. Or buffer room or let's line Correct. up. Correct. Exactly. Right. That's exactly what I was thinking. You know, mm-hmm. how much time do kids spend waiting in line? Mm-hmm. How much time do you spend, you know, getting out materials, switching materials for other classes? And if the goal is... For kids to not fall behind, then craft a plan so that kids don't fall behind. Don't craft a plan so that children are working from nine to three every day because right. that's 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 just cruel. Right. We have like child labor laws, so like don't force children to work. If you want children to learn, make it so that children learn. Well, right. Like, and I feel like. Learning is such a multi-layered word and topic because they'll be learning a new format. So they'll be learning, right. So they're learning something anyway by engaging. Just figuring out how to log on with Ms. Zampelli is learning. (laughs) Right. Right. So I'm going to, I am going to chalk that up as part of their day and something we're problem solving and figuring out like, Right. So Exactly. So again, I feel like us and listeners and a society and women in this time 
need to have some sort of vocabulary to express that to our superiors or have something ready in case we're challenged by people who are not processing exactly what's going on. So like I'm kind of ready. Yeah, I have my log going. I have, you know, realistic expectations of what to put on it and what to do during my day. And I'm ready to say that. And I think just like that's another thing in our toolkit that we need as part of resilience going into like this season is that we have to make people who may not be as aware as us aware that like this is a new unprecedented time. Like we have to do things differently and think of work differently right now. Absolutely. Yeah. So and I, I want listeners to let me know what they have in their toolbox. I kind of need suggestions. Yeah, no, I think that's really great is that talking about this is going to give us new vocabulary. Yeah. And I think we'll be able to use words that we have in new ways. Yeah. And work is going to look different. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that is going to be interesting is we're going to have to look at different types of work in new ways. Mm -hmm. Things that may not have seemed as important before are going to become much more important. And right. we don't necessarily know what they are yet. Yeah. I mean, healthcare workers are obviously very important right now. Mm. But, I mean, soon truck drivers. It's going to be very important to figure out how to get things from one place to another. Mm-hmm. And who knows which supply chains are going to look like. Right. So, you know... Things are changing from, like, hour to hour sometimes. So we don't even know what things are going to look like. And I think that's something we also need to be open to, is, like, saying, hey, well, that looks different. And not necessarily acting out of fear or reacting, but being like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's terrifying. Mm -hmm. But what can I do in service of that right and i think a big part of our resilience through this is asserting what we feel and define as realistic and unrealistic and i think that ties in with what you're like like i feel like you know like toilet paper and purell have been really boosted during this time i feel like the words realistic and unrealistic are going to be just like that like we have to be able to express Just like you're saying, like, oh, this looks different. What about this is going to be realistic for you and unrealistic? And what expectations around it are going to be realistic and unrealistic? Like, those two things have really been at the forefront of my mind. And I'm ready to, like, use those words in a new way because they're so important to, like, what we're expected to output well, I think that's really important. I think realistic and unrealistic. And those don't necessarily have like a, there's no finite date with them. You know, something right. can be realistic today and unrealistic tomorrow. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. And like, you can have feelings about that. Like that can suck. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was realistic that we were going to go to Columbia last month Mm -hmm. and right now it is 
not only is it unrealistic, it is, you know, it's just straight not happening. Right. And that's okay. And, like, I can feel sad about that. You know, I can feel sad that we're not going to, I'm not going to get to spend my sister-in-law's 30th birthday with her. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, that, that, and that's the part I'm most sad about. The yeah. trip, you know, we can go on trips whenever. That's fine. But I'm sad that I don't get to spend my sister-in-law's birthday with her. Mm-hmm. The thing she wanted most for her birthday was a family trip. Mm-hmm. And now we don't get, like, that, that doesn't get to happen. Right. And, like, that's sad. But it's also the safest thing to do. Yeah. And it's the only thing to do. Yeah. And that's realistic. Mm-hmm. And these are, you know, these are tough choices that we have to make. Yeah. And don't when you make them, like, there's a part of your brain, like I said, like, still not process, like, like you know it's the right choice and you're logically understanding, but the emotional part of you is going like, but do we really have to cancel? Is it really necessary? Like, like there's still the part of you that needs to, the emotional part needs to examine, oh, yeah, we're in a pandemic. <laughs> like, well, Right, and then know? it didn't actually feel, it didn't feel real until, like, the Colombian <laughs> government said, well, we're not, we're closing all of our borders. Right. Sorry. Right. Right. And, like, that is, that's like, oh, okay, well, I guess that's, you know, that's no longer my decision. Mm -hmm. That's no longer a family decision. That is not, you know, it has nothing to do with me anymore. Yeah. My boyfriend had, like, they were going to go to an XFL game, him and his, yes, and the boys last week. And last weekend. And he kept saying, he's like, Baby, if it's on, I'm going to go. I wish they would just cancel it. It would make it easier. Like, he couldn't bring himself to make the decision not to go. It had to come from a bigger power. (laughs) So I'm really happy that, like, you know, I'm getting messages from Party City and, like, literal every, every single you know, commercial chain that has my email is letting me know, like, they're closing their doors. And sometimes that needs to happen in order for you to process that you really shouldn't be going out. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Although I'm a little bit over the emails right now. So over them. I don't need to know from, like... (laughs) I don't even know. I don't, whatever. Well, Party City, like me and my sister had a chuckle. We're like, Party City, thanks for letting me know. Like, there's still a way I could get like giant number balloons if I needed it during the pandemic. Like, I, I don't need it. Like, you're the last on the list to like visit. Ain't nobody having parties. No one needs a fluorescent green wig right now. <laughs> yeah. N- well, I mean. Maybe. Yeah. For the people having the virtual Zoom parties. Maybe. You're right. But, like, those people are going to, like, seek you out. You don't need to email them saying, like, our response to the COVID-19 <laughs> crisis. I... Fastest way to get me to unsubscribe. Like, yeah. we know. Just send out, reg- like, also, you don't need to put it in your subject line. Just send out a regular email saying, like, hey, regular email stuff, by the way, like, how's it going? Yeah. If you need to know what's going on on our side, like here. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like special world alert bulletin, you know. Right. You know, what is it? Extra, extra read all about it. (laughs) From, you know, I don't know, Victoria's Secret. 
Sure, I know. Like, Victoria's Secret and Party City were way more woke than, like, the New York City Department of Education. Like, we were still going in, and they're like, we're closing our door. Like, Victoria's Secret's like, we're taking this seriously. Safety is best policy. And the New York City DOE was like, well, we got to feed these kids, so I don't know. You still got to go in. Like, it was so funny. I was like, how is Victoria's Secret closing their doors because of safety being top priority? And the New York City DOE is like, we're open and for ready for business. It's- we have to feed all of the children, but we don't care about any of the teachers. Come in so that we can teach you how to virtually <laughs> teach the children online, which, by the way, we could have definitely taught you virtually. <laughs> No, they couldn't have because no one knows what they're doing. They needed teachers to figure out how this is actually going to work. It's it's very strange, but we're going to do our best. And you have to think positively. And we're going to try. We're going to try our darndest. Everyone is, well, everyone is doing their best, except for the evil people who are trying to manipulate money out of everyone. Ugh, gross. I know, such a sleazy thing to do. Yeah. Um... Speaking of non-sleazy things, I'm going to tell you about this cool thing that I'm doing. Yeah. You tell me about it. Tell me what you think. So I'm going to hold a virtual conference and festival next month. It's going to be a scrapbooking event. And I'm super excited about it. I think that we just need to do something as a community right now. And several of my skills are connection, facilitating things, putting on events online, And I want to do things where I interview women who own small businesses, small scrapbooking businesses that are, you know, up and running and saying, hey, you know, I still have a small scrapbooking business. I can ship you things from my house. You can still get them. You know, we are still accessible. We can still do this thing together in our house. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to have some people do tutorials saying like, hey, you're stuck in your house with all of this stuff. Here's some stuff that you can do with it. You know, make a mini book, make a layout. Here's how to make a TN. All of these things. I love it. I want to just, and I want to do it in the fairest way possible. So I'm going to have it be, it's going to be several days. I don't know exactly how many days yet. It's going to depend on how many people I get to participate. And you don't know what weekend yet or anything like that. I want it to be the back half of April. Okay. So I'm going to do it so that it's free the entire time that the festival is going on. And then if you want an all-access pass, you can either join the Awesome Ladies membership or there's going to be a one-time all-access pass and you'll have the access for the videos forever. And then I'm going to take a a pool of that money and then distribute it to everyone who created content for the event. So that way the makers are getting money, the businesswomen are getting money because – it's hard for makers and small businesses right now. And also everyone who cannot afford to pay for an event right now can come and do the event when it's happening. And people who do have a little bit of extra money and can support some makers right now can pay for the all access pass. Cool. Maybe when like it's actually flushed out, we could just do like a podcast episode about that. I would love that. Like open call people on it. Yeah. If, if this sounds like something you're interested in at all, like, Email me, are you Kristen at the Awesome Ladies Project, or DM me on Instagram. I will send you all the information. I'm. This has been something that I've been coming up with for the past week, so it's very new in my head, but I want to do it. It's going to be the probably the third week in April. It's going to go over a weekend, so I'm thinking like a Wednesday to Tuesday type thing. Cool. I think, I think it's going to be really exciting. So I want to have if you so if you have a small business, then you're still providing services. 
if you have a digital business and you have those things, come talk to me. We'll make this thing happen. Um, cool. So they heard it here first, but we should probably do like a whole episode on it too. I would love to do a whole episode on it. That'd be fun. Yeah, especially when I know uh, that we have some people and I can say like, right. we're going to have this person. We're going to have this person. We're going to have this person. And it'll be cool. And we'll do some uh, open crops at night so we can have like all sorts of like video chat crops and stuff. And it'll be really fun. As of now, Austin Ladies Live's not affected in any way. I don't think so. Right. It's the end of That's July. Good. Yeah. It is here in East Lansing. There, East Lansing is awesome. There are very few people here in the summer. It yeah. is at the Marriott. The Marriott is awesome. I am, at this point, not worried about it. Right. I feel like into the summer, hopefully, God willing, it should we should be over this hump. Yes. And so, and like, people can still get tickets now. Yes, people can still get tickets. It's theawesomeladiesproject.com slash shop. I am super excited about it. It is it is my favorite event of the entire year. And we will have absolutely more than enough room to do social distancing if we need to. <laughs> and yeah. the Marriott is awesome. And I know that they will take care of us. Cool. I'm so awesome. excited. I feel like this. I feel like, you know... And we will need something like that in July, man. Right. And I feel like to buy the tickets and know you have, like, we can't buy tickets to anything right now. And to buy tickets for something that is, like, in the summer and you'll hold them and you'll know that you'll have something to look forward to. Like, even that little bit of light could help through this week, yes. I feel like. And there are still three-month payment plans, so you can do 100 and 100 and 100. I love it. I think it's 117 now. 117, 117, 117. Okay. So well, I'll link in on the show notes where they can find it, but they know where to go anyway. To yes. Yeah. And East Lansing is so wonderful when you're in the summer. Oh and you God. know, like, I, that's what I've been feeling throughout this whole thing is that, yes, it's very confusing. Yes, we all are, like, spinning round and round with the changes minute to minute. But, you know, now here I am and here most of us are, like, on the, f- the Monday of, like, being home like we've been yeah, doing like this first for, full week right like first full week home but think like i'm just you know a little appreciative of the opportunities for us ladies like we're crafty as females you're not listening to this podcast for no reason like we know this territory like we know home and we know what's around us to craft or do or solve right like i feel like I'm a little appreciative of this time to get to do the things that you, if I was going to work, couldn't do, right? Right. So I, We all have a stack of projects. Right. I mean, I've been with my one little word home thinking, like, where's the home for my creativity? Like, maybe I'll be able to spend an hour a day on my website, you know, and or blog. Like, I know the 100-day project is coming up like in April, like I feel like there's so many opportunities to be home doing something like that and making doing what we do as crafty as females, just like making the best of this, like very confusing, very <laughs> trying time. Well, like that's why I did. I, I made a huge shift in what I was doing at the awesome ladies, not a huge shift, mm-hmm. a pivot. Mm hmm. Because I had been working really hard on my Book of Me class for the membership. And I spent four hours at a co-working session and I did this amazing outline. I created outline summaries for every single video that I wanted in every single lesson. I created worksheet, like 
you know, uh, little mock-ups drawings for every single lesson. Like, it was fantastic. And then I got to the end of it, and I was like, I need to put this to the side and give people daily pages and make daily pages more accessible for everyone right now, because what people need more than anything is an easy project that they can jump into that will help them build a creative habit, something easy that's five minutes a day, not a in-depth personal project that'll just be super introspective. Mm-hmm. They need something light light and c- community-oriented and something easy and something that, like, if you are home now, you can jump into daily pages. You mm-hmm. don't, like, all you need is a pen. All you need is a piece of paper. All you need is a notebook. You have one notebook, and then you just grab stuff from around your house. Yeah. It is a literal, like, scrap book. Yeah. I, I feel like... As a society, a lot of us might say, like, when we wake up in the morning, whether or not you used to work from home or whatever, like, say to myself, God, if I only could stay home, if I only had so much space, and now we're all biting our tongues because it's happening in such a real way, but we almost wish this on ourselves. But now that we have it, it's almost like making the home time not swallow you whole is, like, what is resilience right now, is using the home time in a way like you're saying, to allow for that creativity, to do the things you wanted to do when you'd head out the door and say, God, if I can only stay home and dot, dot, dot. Like, use it. Like, we should learn. We should be using it right now because... Yeah, so um, in the show notes, I want you to put a link to the Momentum Planner free mm-hmm. downloads. Okay. Because they have some amazing free planners. Like, I talked about it in our planner episode. Mm-hmm. The... It's the planner that I use most often. I use it on my computer as a digital planner. The thing that it does that I like the best on the daily page that you can download Mm -hmm. is you can sort tasks by energy level. And if you are home all day, it's really hard to shift from home mode to work mode, especially if you don't have a designated workspace mm-hmm. or if your workspace bleeds into your home space mm-hmm. or if everybody's home in your space <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah and so when you designate your tasks by energy level you can just look at your thing and say oh, okay i have you know mid-level energy which is like a three because the scale goes from one two three four five mm-hmm. so i'm feeling three so i'm gonna get this done now or you know ugh, i'm exhausted what's the easiest thing on my list that i can knock off I'm going to do that right now. And then once you start to do that, you'll be able to figure out like your energy flow throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be able to kind of batch your tasks and you'll be able to block your scheduling. And that's, that's cool. And I'm like, it's going to take you forever. Cause I mean, <laughs> and it's also going to change because that's life. And like, that's what routine is. As yeah. soon as you get a routine, your life changes and you have to build a new routine. But this makes it so much easier. And you don't have to fill out one every day. You just... Even doing the tasks by energy level, I think, is something that's incredibly helpful. Yeah. Just being like, oh, I have to call the IRS. I have no idea. 
I just saw that they delayed the the tax payment until July 15th today. So I was like, you know, so, but like calling people for me, like I had to call the pharmacy at the hospital, like calling people and dealing with phone calls is usually a higher energy task for me. It has to be because by the time you're done with that call, you're at zero. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) And like, you don't know if it's going to take five minutes or 45 minutes. Right, yeah. But like, you know, uh, taking my Thursday three picture, usually a low energy thing. Sometimes I feel like it's, sometimes I'm feeling a way and it's a higher energy, mm-hmm. but like, you know, cooking dinner, usually a higher energy project. Right. Doing my daily page, usually a lower energy project. Right. The other thing that you'll start to do is see that you're putting too much on your plate by energy. Because... Oftentimes we're told, oh yeah, you know, put three things on your plate, put five things on your plate, put seven things on your plate. Sure. In theory, that sounds great. But like, also, I know that I can put, you know, like 10 energies worth of things on my plate on Monday. And on Friday, I can put like three energies worth of things. Yeah. Because on Friday, I schedule, you know, I have my hangout at night. The Awesome Ladies VIP hangout is from 7.30 to 9 p.m. So I can't do a ton of energy things on Fridays. I also make my pizzas on Friday. So I can't schedule like crazy energy things on Friday because I also, you know, I already have big energy things. Right. And also it's Friday. After a whole week's work of energy things. Exactly. Right. Which is why my, my weekend schedule is very chill. With a lot of white space. Totally. Yeah, I get that. I get that. And I think that's, you know, we've talked about planning up the wazoo. We talked about goal setting. We had our book club with Elise's book. But I mean, all of that now is falling under the category of resilience and the way to power through this thing. So I think that's interesting. It's all the same stuff, but it's now under the umbrella of resilience because we're doing it in these hard this time when we're getting a lot of like against the waveness of life yeah there's a lot of pushback yeah and you know who there's there's pushback and pull in so many different ways in so many different places and in you know ways and places that we never saw yeah What's interesting is we picked, we chose this word, we threw it out at each other before we even felt like it really applied to. Oh, yeah. You know, which is so interesting, which is what you were talking about. Like, that ends up always happening. But, like, this word before the pandemic also made sense. Like, we had season one, season two, which we didn't theme, but was the first blast of what we wanted to share. Season three was work smarter, not harder, in terms of us keeping going with the podcast and all that good stuff. Then we had a season of growth, season four, because the podcast and us did grow so much in the in the two years that we did it. Then we started in our third year with reflection, like we're going into three years together in December. So like this is our third year doing this. Then we reflected on the growth and all that tied into us needing to be resilient to kind of keep going like steadfast keeps coming to my mind 
I agree. You know, minus the pandemic. I mean, like, the word made sense for us even still. Well, totally. I mean, we're both... This is... Right. This is the third year of the show. Right. Which is like, damn, we've been doing this for a while. Yeah. And, again, we talked about the definition earlier of, you know, it's to keep coming back to yourself, your this place, over and over and over again. And, you know creating this show is showing up it's having an episode every monday morning and we wouldn't have got to where we are today if we didn't do that and it's a part of you know wanting to keep going Mm -hmm. and saying like okay are there roadblocks in our way sure is it hard sure but it's worth it. This is this is something that is incredibly important. This is something that touches people. This is something that resonates with people. And it's something that we're both quite good at now. Yeah. Yeah, and we've we've been talking about it and thinking about it thus far in the show, I think in terms of work and creativity and problem solving. But like as a teacher, resiliency is one of the hardest things to teach kids to, to have. And I think, so I, I wonder that in terms of this theme too, like how do we teach future generations, whether it be our kids or our students or whatever, like how to be resilient. And then when I think in terms of myself, like, for me, growing up with an anxiety disorder, like I almost had to be resilient against myself. Like my, yes. I, it was like I kept having, I kept trying to beat myself down in a variety of ways that then I needed to be resilient against. Well, I think that, that might be how you teach children to be resilient. Kind of like strategies I use to keep myself to my original state. Like I, I like the idea of thinking original state. Like kids get affected all the time by. She called me this. He yes. looked at me. You know, mm-hmm. and and there's they don't have any kind of skill set that that doesn't matter. I'm resilient to get through that. They have none. Yes. They're just cr- they just crumble. Yes, exactly. So it's very hard, especially now too. I think they need resilience against social media. They need resilience against all the stimulus. Like, right, and, and they are constantly changing, mm-hmm. and we have to remind them that you know. Even though you are changing, you are constant. Right. And you will always change. Even though, you know, you see adults and you think of adults as non-changing and you think of kids as changing, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Adults are constantly changing. Right. Adults might even change more than kids change and you just don't see it. And that's right. okay. But... You will always be yourself. Even if you change. Right. You will always be you. Yeah. That's and very that's, hard to... That's like an abstract idea to right. and, and, teach. And I think that, like, teaching them abstract ideas is really important, too. Mm-hmm. Because if we wait to, like, oh, you know, you can't teach kids abstract ideas. If we wait till like, high school or college to teach them abstract ideas, then... Right. That's too late. Too late. Because, right. like... And I think little kids, I think pre-K, kindergarten, first grade will get the concept better. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like two-year-old kids 
have imaginary friends. Yeah. If you can grasp the concept of an imaginary friend, you can grasp the concept of a lot of abstract things. Right. And I agree. They would, like, if I said to them, there's a you inside you that, that you can always return to, like, you are that person, no matter what happens or how good you do on a test, like, they would pick that up more than even an older kid would. Right. Yeah. And that person is always going to be inside you when you're 8 or 80. Yeah. I think yogis call it, like, your true self. Right. That's your soul. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, there's a really adorable television show on HBO called His Dark Materials. It came from books. And in the show people and their souls are the souls are animals and their animals are so adorable i think my soul animal would be chip i love him cute but yeah i think like the more i grow as a teacher in this career the more it gets hit in my face like you need to teach you need to explicitly teach kids implicit things and that's so true like you need to flesh out for them things that like are abstract and aren't super clear and yeah you can't just expect that they're gonna pick it up or it's like oh given no my kids don't even know that a given is like a period at the end of a sentence like i have to explicitly teach them even explicit things (laughs) gotta teach them everything yeah and like six times yeah so resilience, I mean, if they don't know a period at the end of a sentence, like, how are they ever going to figure out resilience? You're right. It needs to be a conversation. But the hard part is everything needs to be a conversation. There's not enough time. There's not enough time. For all the conversations, right. And attention spans and all that good stuff. Totally. Resilience, man. It's going to be a great season. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. our listeners are being resilient in their own words. I know, Right. You can come over to the community that we have at the Awesome Ladies Project. It's completely free. You sign up for an Awesome Ladies free basic account. You go to the awesomeladiesproject.com slash craftiestfemale. All the rules are there. Rules. I don't even... What words am I saying? All of the rules. I meant yeah, instructions. I know what you mean. Yeah, we know what you mean. Rules. All of the all rules the are there. Yeah. <laughs> all of the regulations are there. <laughs> Everything that you must do is written down. Yeah, the prompts, yeah. Um, yeah, no. Instructions are there. It's free. We have forums. You come chat about the things. It's fantastic. I'm so excited. This is... We need community now more than ever. I was just thinking that. Like, I'm just grateful for this conversation, this podcast, this, these listeners, like, the whole shebang of it grateful so how are you holding up though me yeah all right i mean every time like a lot of a lot of this past year or a few months have been me shocked about how calm cool and collected i've actually handled things and every time i check in and go wait you're not overreacting to this like every time I realize that's happening I go thanks therapy like I just look to the sky and go thanks therapy like I literally chalk how you know level-headed I've been these past few months to all that like year and a half of therapy in the city with the right therapist and the right treating the right condition like I really chalk it up to that so 
you know, knock on wood, but relatively well. But I haven't, you know, everything's changing so quickly. I also haven't had time to process it. So it's just like next thing, next thing. But like even with school stuff, I was saying like, there's no having a stride and no figuring it out. It's always a mess, but I'm okay with that now. Right. So, all right, I guess for the most part, I can't complain. I've known me to be way more hysterical and way less emergency kind of scenarios. So that's that's good. good. Yeah. The meme that goes, I didn't know quarantine was the term for my lifestyle. Like I kind of feel that too, you know, I like being home. I completely get that. (laughs) How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Jeff is still working, which is fine. That's fine. Yeah. And we'll probably change. <laughs> well, you know, everything changes. You know, right. It's it's Friday at 2 o'clock. So who knows? <laughs> you know, yeah. it is the government. So we could change minute by minute with them. Uh, but, you know, that's fine. It's... It's out of my control. Yeah. Things that are out of my control. But we have, like, things. Like, you know, he comes home. He takes his clothes off. They go directly in the laundry machine. Then he takes a shower. And then it's like he's home. And that's, you know, we have all the food we need. We have... He's one of those people who, when our toilet paper and paper towels go on sale, he buys them. Yeah. So we already had toilet paper and paper towels. Yeah. So we have toilet paper and paper towels. We somehow have like a year and a half supply of dishwasher detergent. So <laughs> I now have to be better about wash. I, I, I'm like terrible at loading the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Jeff's okay. Jeff's just really good at loading the dishwasher. So <laughs> I just feel terrible at loading the Get dishwasher. That job. And comp- yeah. So do you wash dishes by hand then? You prefer it or no? It doesn't even I w- well, I wash the really big dishes by hand. Mm. And I'm like, I got, I've gotten really, really, really good about it. Like doing it as soon as I'm done cooking. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, yeah. Get it out of the way. Right. Like I'll serve, I'll put the food in like a serving whatever, or I'll put it on our plates, get it out of the pot and then clean the pot as soon as it's done. Mm-hmm. And like that feels so good. Yeah. But, like, the stuff that goes in the dishwasher, I, I am so, like, that is just so, I'm so bad at it. He's so good at it. He's just, like, he Tetrises the dishwasher so well. <laughs> good job, Jeff. Um, but for some reason, like, he got, you know, three boxes of, you know, dishwasher thing on Amazon sometime. And then they just sent, like, three boxes more. So now we have a year and a half supply of dishwasher detergent. Um... We have enough food. The only, the thing that I'm not excited about is like we just like fresh vegetables. Yeah. I. That's what are we gonna do? To get them? Yeah. Like, what are our farmers gonna do? Yeah. Meats have been an issue with us. We can't find like meats. Ooh. So I got like a lot of pasta and stuff. I have some frozen meat. Like I have have some chopped meat. I can make like a bolognese. A lot of eggs, hard-boiled eggs, but the meats, the eggs, the water is, like, not in our supermarkets. 
meat. Anyway. That's yeah. So I had a lot of stuff. We have the deep freezer in the in the garage, so we had some good stuff in there. I uh, I defrosted a turkey last week and I cooked it because okay. the turkey was so it's such a weird shape <laughs> that I needed to take that out of the freezer to fit like other things in the freezer. Right, sure. And so I defrosted that and I made like the best stock out of it. Mm. Like the turkey meat was fine. I think most of it's still in the fridge, and I'm gonna make something like fine with it. But like the stock, oh my god, the stock. Like, yes. But I have been doing, like, cooking is what I do when I need to de stress. Mm-hmm. So I've been making a lot of, like, really good cooking things. Mm-hmm. And yesterday I just, like, live streamed what I was making on my Arya Kristen at home Instagram account. That's cool. And it just felt really nice to, like, not be alone while I was cooking and just have, like, some people to talk to. So I think maybe I'll just do some more. I'm like, I don't ever want to make a living off of food. Mm -hmm. Even though I love cooking, it's delicious. Everyone loves the food that I make, and it is wonderful and good, but that's not... If I ever had to make money off of that, it would, like, lose all the fun for me, I think. Yeah. But... Like, that means that I don't really care if it's, like, not beautiful when I do it on, like, IGTV or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And I can just tell, like, people, like, hey, you can make this cool food. Or, hey, here's how you can make this cool food. Or, yeah. hey, just, like, chop like this. But, like, I'm not trying to be Martha Stewart. I hear you. No, that's good. That's healthy. I feel that way about, like, dancing. I'm just, like, dancing has to be my... And food too. I, my family, my mom always cooked. Like it just, it's just, part, it's like vacuuming. Like it's just part of what the house is for. Like so, you know, I don't even think of it as a hobby. I just think of it as like something you do for yourself every day. And it the is. chopping sometimes, yeah, like the chopping, I, right? Yeah, sometimes I come home from work and I'm like, I gotta chop something, right? <laughs> yeah, just find like things to chop. Yeah. I'll probably make some baked potatoes, sweet potato in the oven today, sautéed broccoli. And, like, those are the things that you need to do to keep, like, that's self-care. Yeah. And I think it's really important to do those things and make yourself feel as good as you can while you're in your house. Because it can lead to depression. It can yeah. lead to, you know, when you are in isolation you're going to get sad. Even if you have internet friends, even if you are chatting with people virtually, you know, when you are physically alone, you need to make up for it. And like you were saying, it's really easy to go like grab cookies or crackers or whatever, just random carbs are like readily available. And when you can make yourself something that is not that, then you're just going to have a better time. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like what from this whole thing I have been getting, like I haven't felt as exhausted because I'm not running around. There's nowhere for you to go like, I have to go here, then here, then here. There's nowhere. It's just like work and home or food, then home. Like, so then you're home with all this space, but that's 
like it's been good for me. Like I, I haven't felt as exhausted, like to the my wits end, where I can't keep my eyes open, and there's another thing I have to do. Like, so I'm excited to feel that because usually when I chop or I cook, I'm it's like in this exhausted space because it's like the tenth thing I've done that day, but it's becoming like the thing I can do because I have this space and I'm so much more alert and myself doing it. So I mean. That's an upside of all this, too, is just the fact that I've been getting enough sleep and that because you're not running around, you don't feel as pulled in a hundred different directions, it's a different energy around everything. And so use that, too. Yeah. That's not having to thing. commute three hours a day is, uh, is a huge <laughs> difference. Yeah. Well, that just started today. But yeah, I know. So I'm like, three hours a day? Like, what can I do in that time? Like, that's my time. I'm claiming that back. So, it's a big deal. Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm Apple very excited. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm. this is going to be fantastic. <laughs> I'm very excited for the season of Resilience. Season six. We've got an amazing lineup of uh, interviews, by the way. Coming I, at you. Yeah, no, we've got like 10 women lined up that I am like, pumped to talk to yeah it's gonna be fantastic so season six of resilience we're gonna go talk on after chatter it is a bonus podcast that we have created just for patreon supporters if you have five dollars a month to support the show season six of this amazing show with over five hundred thousand downloads which is pretty epic and pretty awesome there are over 100 bonus episodes of this podcast with guests like Allie Edwards, Austin Cleon, Amber Kemp Gerstel, amazing people. There are two with Allie Edwards, actually, because Allie is, you know, the best. And also there are all videos. There are videos of every single one of those. So you can either listen to them as a bonus podcast. You can pop the RSS feed right in your favorite podcast listener, whatever thing you listen to podcasts on. Or you can go and watch the videos and see everyone's cool studio, see them like in their thing. Lisa Congdon's video, by the way, she looks fantastic. She's amazing. Her whole studio is like, you know, the best. So you can come over to craftiestfemale.com slash Patreon, join us and get all these perks. It is amazing. Help us celebrate season six. Come do that. Make the show even better. We love you. We will be back next week with a great interview and thank you so much for supporting the show. Talk to you next week. Bye guys.